Oh shit, here we go again. What's up, ballers? We're back for a recap pod of the tournament that just happened out of Torrey Pines. A little bit of drama. Doug is back in the booth. I got on the uh, red eye this morning from Arizona <laughs> from my, my little bachelor pad out there from my cousin's bachelor party to talk about this because this is a lot of drama. We got to be the first ones to get it out there. We got my two other co-hosts in the booth, Jakey and Vinny. Jakey has got the uh, Great White North literally right now. Got some snow coming in. He's cracking some beers. Jake, what's going mm-hmm. on? What's up, Doug? You good to good to be back with everybody? And, yes. Uh, yeah, we're we're getting we're about to get hammered. We're getting snowed in for sure. So school's canceled. You're just like plowing them back right now, huh? Yeah. Well, oh. I, I I've kind of refrained a little bit, but yeah, yeah, having a couple beers, which is nice on a Sunday night. So you're gonna be up playing God of War till about two a.m. Is what you're saying? That's it. Might be my plan. Might be. <laughs> uh, we also have the other uh, notorious Scalici brother in the booth today, Vinny. You, I think, have had some good news for the the wedding that's coming up. Congrats, brother. What's going on? Thanks, brother. Yeah, no, dude. Good news is we saw one venue. It was pretty perfect. We <laughs> locked it in. The date is set uh, to be disclosed at a at a later date. Um, while Nicole gets all prepared for that. But, uh, oh, yeah, honestly, very stress-free. It's up near the airport. It's going to make traveling for a bunch of people on my side super easy, and I- I'm really pumped for that. So got about a year and a half until it until it happens, though. Love it. That's okay. You know, a lot of people are going through that same thing right now, so we'll be okay. Anyways, let's talk golf. Let's jump in there real quick. So this weekend, out at the Farmer's Insurance, Torrey Pines, great, great course, always has a great field. Patrick Reed. The guy who seems to do it every year, at least once or twice, mm-hmm. not only in the mix to win the tournament, but also in the mix to have all the drama on him. The bad guy on tour, whether he says he likes it or not, he definitely does, in my opinion. He's out there. They're playing because they had a little weather roll through the night before. They played an embedded ball rule. So they're letting the guys you know, take a club length from where the ball was embedded uh, and take a drop, take relief, which was allowed. However. Jakey, you want to walk them through what happened, and then we'll give our we'll give our thoughts on it. Sure. Well, on on the little um, bonus episode that Vince and I did the other day, introducing some of the the new segments, we talked about the fact that they were like preemptively playing lift clean in place, which I don't know about you, but I thought that was already some some total BS. And then we saw that you know he hits this tee ball on ten uh, into the left rough, and uh, he kind of he asks like a. Like a, a tournament by, volunteer. That's what I'm looking for. Tournament volunteer. If the ball bounced, which like why? Why? How is that person valid? They didn't mark. There was no flag right. by the ball, so they didn't mark anything. And um, you know, he just proceeds essentially to claim that it's an embedded ball, pick it up, put it aside, and then and then calls a rule official in to like confirm that it's an embedded ball without marking anything. So essentially, at that point. In my opinion, the the that's a penalty, right? Like rules have been broken, whether it was embedded or not. The order of operations was incorrect. He didn't inform playing partners. He didn't say anything to anybody. He kind of just did it, um, and, and and that's really what started everything. But I mean, it was handled very differently by CBS than it has in the past, and I think that that also kind of like aided in some things. But um, but yeah, that so that's basically what the scenario was. 
Right. So quick recap. So Reed hit his ball left of the fairway, carried the trap in the mm-hmm. thick rough. Spotter spotted it. He mm-hmm. asked, hey, did this thing bounce? She said, no, I don't think it did. So right. instead of, you know, asking a rules official or any of that, he basically just said, hey, I'm all right. I'm going to move this ball and check if it's embedded. He thought it was embedded, dropped it, played it. However, before we talk about that, Rory also did something because it was on some burner accounts and Twitter and some things that we'll talk about here in a second. Rory apparently did the same exact thing, except for he added in one step where he asked his playing partners, hey, listen, guys, I think this ball is embedded. I'm going to go ahead and take relief. Correct. Now, did do we think one person did it better than the other? Was this step that Rory included one that you're like, okay, no problem? Yeah. Uh, or... Oh, okay. Oh, I'm already I'm there. sitting here. I'm like, like fucking, let's go. There. I like- I, yeah. I, so, thankfully, this morning on the ride up to uh to look at said venue, I listened to the PGA uh, morning warm up. I think they call it on the PGA radio, and they had a host of callers call in, and a few of them happened to be, um, you know, rules officials for like high school events and local tournaments and pro ams and stuff that occur. In California, thankfully, um, almost everybody agreed that if you know an embedded ball rules in effect, that you're very likely not going to call an an official over every time something's occurring. But almost every time, if not every time, you're going to make it known in your group. And I, I would think that that's the step. That's a big step that he missed, especially under those rules. Um, like, how can you just not say that? I mean, you've this dude's played a shit ton of golf in his life. You know what I mean? Like, you've played embedded ball rules before, right? Maybe you know he may have never followed said rules, but that's just Patrick Reed. <laughs> how do you I mean, how do you not make mention of it? Like he he did these things even before his caddy basically had any eye on the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it's a two-part thing, right? People like people make mistakes. I'm not saying that I think that what Rory did was like exactly dead nuts like perfect what you should do in that situation. But at the same time, it, your um, reputation is a big part of this. You know what I mean? Like intent is a big part of this. And even though Rory's ball like by all accounts, if you watch that video, it does not look like it could have embedded. It it clearly bounced um, and then landed, and then he claimed that where it landed was embedded. Which listen, that's very it's very hard for a ball to embed on a bounce. Like it, there's not a lot of force involved there, and it's not like it took um, a second bounce in the in a fairway. It, it right. was bouncing into five inches of rye grass. Sure, there's something to cushion it, but like. I mean, this is the thing with Patrick Reed, right? I mean, we've talked about this before. I read a book a couple of years ago before he was bigger on tour called um, Chasing the Tiger. It's a book by Shane Ryan where he talks about the fact that like Reed has always had this reputation around him in, in college. I mean, he, he, you know, he moved around in college because of this. He, he left Georgia, ended up at Augusta State. I mean, he's been accused of stealing stuff. He's been accused of cheating. We saw what happened last year. We've heard, you know, Peter Costas talk about you know, essentially him fluffing lies in the rough and stuff. So that's that's what makes it really tough to defend in any way because it, it's like a specter. It kind of like follows him at this point. You know what I mean? That's at least my point of view. Yeah, like that great cloud 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's always with Patrick Reed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no different than what we've heard around you know the greater Houston area and him trying to play rounds at some of the more exclusive courses. Um, you know, he he uses his name to fame to you know as his membership to token in a yeah. way. Yeah, well, that makes sense to a degree. But Dougie, what do you think? You know, you know. To be honest, I didn't call it, follow it too much. We did have golf on when we were at uh, at the pad in Arizona. I and I did go back and watch a bunch of replays on it after the fact and and got, saw what people were saying. You know, did their different opinions on on the whole entire situation. I saw they kind of grilled him on it in the uh, after round presser, which I thought was you know good. Have him defend himself, but. Uh, I mean, you know, to be honest, you're in the in the competition there. They've, you know, they've been having embedded balls all day because it was wet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know that the spotter's job is not to check if the ball bounces, all that stuff. And and even if I, in my opinion, if they called an official over, they're that they're not at liberty to then call the truck and be like, hey, can you rewatch things for me? For sure. And say, did the ball bounce or not? You have to make a decision right there because if not, this things would take too long. So. Do I think he handled it the correct way? No, I, especially because of his past. Like at that point, for the next couple of years, anything that's kind of on the line, you should double check no matter what. Like, which yeah. is why I think Rory is okay. Reed, mm-hmm. I think is okay in what he did. It's just the, he's the bad guy. He comes across as the bad guy all the time. He should have at least asked his playing partners, hey guys, listen, can you just come over and look at this real quick? It'll add, you know, another 30 seconds to the round. It's not a huge deal. Or have a rules official come and look at it instead of just asking the lady, hey, did it bounce? No. Okay, I'm taking your word for it. This thing's embedded. I'm going to drop and hit it. So, yeah. Uh, and, and I think it makes it, 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 you know, it's another thing because he went on to win the tournament, right? So it wasn't right. like he was at the bottom of the leaderboard. No, he was in contention when he when that happened. He actually had like a three-shot lead on the field at that point. He was 13 under. And then... He ended up falling back a little bit on the back nine yesterday. He finished a 10 under, but then shot 400 today to beat Finau, uh, Ryan Palmer, Xander Shoffley, and Henrik Norlander, and Victor Hovland, who kind of choked or did choke, which we can talk about in a second. But um, yeah, so I think it just adds to kind of the whole Patrick Reed thing is he he did it. He che- people think he cheated. He won the tournament because he cheated, people are going to say. So with that being said, you know, I think it's just, it's just a, it's tough going for Patrick Reed. It, who I think in, enjoys being the bad guy in golf, uh, but it's just you know not good for his public image, in my opinion. Thoughts? We want to talk, talk anything awesome more about it? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, what? Any other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that's like kind of tough with Reed to a degree too is if he wasn't like such an asshole and had this whole thing kind of following him around. How could you not be like into the kind of golf he plays? Like the, the dude does not drive it that far at all. He's not a super good iron player, right. and he like gets up and down from every spot on earth. And like that is like aspirational shit. It's fun to watch a guy play golf like that. And then at the same time, it's like I cannot root for him. I just can't find it in me to to do it. Like I was. I don't usually actively root against people. I was actively rooting against him today. I was praying for anyone but him to win this tournament. So it's just, it's tough. I agree. Yeah, he's just that guy. I mean, it's like, like Vinny said, I I went to Blue Jack a couple months ago and they took his bag down and kicked him out of the course because he's just a complete dickhead and doesn't want to pay anything because he thinks he should be given (laughs) everything for free. 
it's a yeah it's a whole thing and and whatever let's talk a little bit about victor hovland here um so victor you know he shot 70 65 to get into the weekend shot a measly 73 yesterday to kind of pull him out of contention but then on the front nine today he was five under i believe uh four under got to within one of patrick reed and then on the back nine also tony female we can throw into this he just kind mm-hmm. of faded and made three couple of bogeys and i know female hit one in the water um not as concerned about victor hovland because he you know he has a win in the last 12 months i think that's actually good for him in the early in the season that he's showing more concerned again about tony female that he just doesn't have it and will never get another win he's just going to be you know a very successful guy and finishing the top five a lot but not get a win let's you want to talk a little bit about victor hovland jake uh and then we can talk about tony female really quick yeah, I I would agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, I watched every second of it today, and I think, like, Hovland's thing, he, he actually, I, I wouldn't say he hit it that bad. He probably missed a few more greens than he, like, he could with his particular, you know, short game uh, issues that he has. Right. But he, he also burned about five edges. I mean, he had a couple putts that were, like, dead in there and then somehow just didn't go down and you know you you figure like you make one or two of those even um the round feels totally different because a lot of those were early on the back you know and and i think that that's a a little bit of a a tough thing to overcome but you know in the end uh i agree i think it's like a, a good start for him for the year to to show up here to play well on a course where when they play the u.s open there it's going to be even more his type of course you know firmer um, sort of allowing him to maximize the things that he does well with his ball striking, all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just a big fan of 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 Hovland's man. I just it sucks you see him, you know, hold two shots in two days on the same mm-hmm. hole. Yeah, like, I know it's it's tough for guys that good to say you know, take your medicine, but. I think he doesn't make that error. He stays within one, comes down eighteen, and maybe, maybe makes a birdie, to, you know, to tie it or you know, lose by one. It one just, thing that I oh sorry, go ahead. Man. No, I say it's it's just a tough spot for him because he's still young. So. Yeah, I will say one thing for him. I think he's going to learn really quick that like you you have to start weighing in, you know, what your mistakes can or can't be. Like he that he played that hole literally the exact same way both times, right? Drove it in the left rough on that slope, and then hits a pull into like that shit left of the green. Like you got to kind of learn, like okay, I did this yesterday. I got to give myself a chance right now to, to make sure I get out of here with at least a par, and then I can try to make a birdie when I'm in a better position. And you know, you're you're right. It's hard for him to back it down, and he ends up pulling it in there, and that pretty much ends the day. You know what I mean? No doubt. What about Tony? I uh, I have this feeling about <laughs> Tony, and I'm just going to tell you how I feel. I just feel like he fades away on Sundays, and you don't even know he's gone. So he's like he, he's like a fart in the wind. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you don't even realize that he's like making bogeys on these holes, and he's just dropping shot after shot. And ah, uh, man, it, it just yeah, it, it really like it's a, such a deflating feeling because I want him to win so bad. I Super frustrating, I agree. The, yeah, I sent you guys that text in the thread. And it's like, I did, I'm did. i the same way. I root so hard for him, and I never want to label him as like a, a choker or whatever. Because I'm always like, oh, like 
you know, he, he got beat. He, he didn't play well enough to win, and somebody played really good, and he got beat. Like, that happened last week. That happened in Phoenix. It's happened to other points in his career. Like, this is a situation today where I looked at it, I was like, that's a choke. Like, you, you, got, a, you got a prime look on 18 um, to try to get there in two. You got to make an eagle. You have to make an eagle there. And he dumps it, like, mi- literally middle of the lake. Like, you, well, I, I shouldn't even say middle of the lake. It doesn't get to the bank. And that's, you can't do that. Like, you just can't. And, and I don't know, there's nothing else to say about it. Like, it's that simple. Doug, you got anything? I mean, dude, it's just, I, I think we're just all beating the head on beating the horse, right? Is when we said this for a while now, is like a lot like Rory last year, I guess, is the dude just can't close and it's getting frustrating. And even, I, you know, we could even say that about Rory this week. Rory was only two back and did absolutely mm-hmm. nothing on today. Uh, you shot one over um, and guys really weren't going too low. So, um, it, yeah, I, I'm frustrated for Tony because I agree. I love Tony. I think he's great for the sport. You know, he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team for a long time. Uh, even though he may not win because he's just a perennial top 10 guy. But yeah, I'd love to see him break the curse. And I'm sure it's, it's starting to weigh on him as it, as it gets further and further into his career and he has more chances at it and you just can't keep doing it. It's uh it's going to get frustrating for him. I'm sure I did want to mention though, uh, Vinny, your boy, Francesco Molinari with solid six under today to get into the top 10 first top 10 for him for the year. So well, if the kids back, I don't think they showed one shot of his today. And never <laughs> did. They, they did not. They definitely did not. Yep, he's back. So, uh, yeah, good field. You know, win for Patrick Reed. Controversial, yes. Always controversial when he wins. But he beat the field by five shots. So even if they gave him, you know, a two-stroke penalty, he still wins the tournament. I, I understand that it would have changed things at that point. But he is, uh, an, again, on top of the leaderboard. I think I saw this as his fifth win since 2018. So now he's, like, up there in the top five guys with, like, DJ, Rom, and a few other guys. Um and then um, good field, though. John Rahm finished top 10. He's the number one player in the world, I believe. Um, and then we got uh, Reed, Finau, Norlander, Palmer, Shoffley, Victor, Will Vizalatoris, again, showing in the top 10. Guy coming off the Corn Ferry who's going to be a monster. And then, uh, as I just mentioned, Francesco and Luke List. I do want to end with, guys, if you haven't been to Arizona, I highly recommend it. I went there this, to Scottsdale this weekend, Phoenix area, for a uh, bachelor party. We played at True North. We played at uh, Lookout Mountain, and then we played at Shadow Creek Mountain, which is an executive par three course. We played in the afternoon on Thursday for kind of the guys that had gotten in early, and we just wanted to get out of the house. It's in the mountains. It's really cool. I highly recommend it. But I also highly recommend just going to Arizona. There's a lot of golf there in in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area. It was beautiful. The weather this time of year is perfect. I'm looking forward to going back as soon as I can. Um, but, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I'll talk more about my rounds on our, uh, our real download pod this week on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday when we get that out. That's awesome. all I got guys. Vinny, you want to, uh, take us home? I mean, not really. We're going into Monday. Come on. Come on. I could say a full week away from one, golf. <laughs> a full week from golf. Definitely got to reload. Yeah. All right. On all right. Ballers. Well, sad. We have to congratulate Patrick Reed on a win. Um, this is like a bad Thanksgiving prayer. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll see, you, we'll see you this week for the full episode. We'll, we'll be leaking all the details about the rebrand. I know we've talked a few things about it. But, uh, you know, if you get to go out there this week, it's supposed to be nice in Texas. Sorry, Jake. Um, you know, practice and then, uh, and then, you know, play well this weekend. Mm-hmm.